Hello! Welcome everyone, it's Monday. We're on week two of this dumb experiment that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make this video as short as I can. Oh, it's gonna be hard. We'll see. I've got a few things to talk about. One of them is the poll, and we're gonna talk about poll results, because I put up a movie poll and then I kind of forgot about it, and I'm sorry. I put up a poll for Mondays because I had this idea that was we should investigate films more seriously, because films are like ultra-denser, more expensive anime, and so if I'm looking for information, maybe I won't find all of it in the longer-form episodic content, and maybe I need to look at film, and maybe we'll get something cool out of that. So I took a bunch of the films that I thought might be cool, and I put them on a poll, and I put them out there, and I was like, do, uh, do the thing, vote people, go. And the results are totally not what I expected, which is nuts. It's nuts! So here are the results, here are all the graphs, I put way too many things on this poll, and so they're weird. These are weird graphs. And here are the numbers, bam! Pow! They're weird. Oh yeah, and I said in the last video that I, made, I was gonna make a list of the things that I wanna get over, and I've got a list, and I've got three primary bullet points, and we're gonna do them. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. This is the poll numbers. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know, and I gotta go through, I gotta go through all the responses, because there are responses that, that come through and they tell me what, what they mean and, and why, right, and why they voted the way that they voted, and there are also people recommending, there are also people recommending other movies, and that's, that's pretty interesting, people are like, review sweep, and it didn't, which is weird, I fully thought, I was absolutely 100% certain a hundred percent certain, based on the way that people were talking in the comments, I was a hundred percent certain that Review Starlight the movie was gonna win this poll. And it didn't. It did okay, but it didn't win. And, and the three things that stand out way beyond everything else in terms of things that won the poll are not what I would have expected, and it's really cool. The three things that have over 200 positive votes compared to most things either being negative or in the tens place. And then these three things have 200 positive votes. People care about these pieces of media, and they are in order by just a few. So these things are, are nearly as important that we get to each of these, and, I, and we're going to get to each of these because that's cool. Because I didn't expect this, and that's cool. The first one is Paprika. Sick. Definitely something that I need to check out. Definitely something that I need to watch, and clearly something that resonates with a lot of people. Especially after we watched Perfect Blue, and, and I think we did a good job of understanding Perfect Blue. Not complete, I'd love to go back, it's an inexhaustible text of deep, of deep stuff and freaky shit in Perfect Blue, and it's really good. And Paprika's probably really good too, because I've seen some other Yuasa, not Masaki Yuasa, am I, am I thinking the wrong, Satoshi Kon! Fuck! Kon! Uh, not Yuasa, idiot. Different auteur. Different, different high-quality produ producer who makes interesting psychological stuff. Different dude. Sorry. Seems like it might be a fascinating film. Good, let's watch it someday. I don't know when. It might be today. I might, it might not. I have to go and find a copy of all these things. I forgot about the poll because I'm a, I'm a failing idiot. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a failing idiot dum-dum who, who forgets about things, and I'm, I'm making too many ideas, and I'm forget, forgetting about some of them. Like, I was like, ah, we're gonna do this poll for the movies, and I forgot it existed. Idiot. Okay, okay. And part of the reason that I forgot it existed is because I, I, I was on a roll with the Promare thing, I was like, Promare's gonna be really cool, and then it got copyright blocked. I was like, fuck! So I have to wait two weeks for it to become uncopyright blocked so I can even post it. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paprika. 
the second thing, the runner-up. I did not expect to be this popular. It's Wolf Children. I don't know anything about it. It's an older, an older film about kids or something. Okay. Apparently, I need to watch it because some people voted that they wanted me to watch it, and I didn't know about it at all. Pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty cool. Not what I expected. Very good. And then immediately right after that is the Evangelion rebuilds, and that seems seems correct because there's some stuff in those movies that people like and they don't like, and we don't understand it, and they're really inarticulate, but they're also some of the best articulations. At least the original Evangelion series is some of the. You know, it's it's a long time ago that that shit was made, actually, and it's way too on the nose. It's way too correct. It's really, really smart in Evangelion, and it's really wrong. But the stories were good enough that they went back and they rebuilt the stories. Just because they're profitable? Maybe. Maybe because there's something fundamentally true about the stories of the characters within Evangelion, and maybe we need to go and revisit them. Because I'm not the same damn little boy that I was when I watched Evangelion and understood it and tried to grapple with it for the first time. And made the stupid thumbnail with my face as the, the face of the unknown in the background of this thing with broken shattered crosses as the, the one male and the one female look at their landscape of the destruction that they've created and they decide to like, in an allegorical way, go on and they hate each other but they're existing. It's like, whoa, there's some layers to Evangelion. Evangelion is a myth. And they made, they rebuilt the movies of it. And they restructured the story to make it more concise. And some parts of it they made worse. And some elements of the movies people hate. Like that, there's this other girl in there who, who nobody likes her from what I've seen. And some people like her from what I've seen. And I don't understand why. And there's meaning to that. And so Evangelion comes up third. And that seems correct. Paprika, Wolf Children, Evangelion. We're going to watch all of those. We're going to watch most of the movies on this list. Don't get me wrong. We're not going to... This was more me figuring out some order. This was more me figuring out what do people care about. This was me going, I think all of these movies probably matter to some extent. Which one do you guys care about? And the answer is, these ones. Like, a lot. Okay, and then there's a bunch of stuff in the middle. And then we can look at the ones that are most controversial, like Kimetsu no Yaiba has a lot of positive and a lot of negative votes. It's, it's both. It's mixed. And so they cancel each other out. But that means that there's something there. At least it's popular. At least it's popular and potentially controversial. But some, some films did not do well. The one that did the worst was Bell. Some people want to see it. Some people really don't care. So maybe we won't watch Bell immediately. Maybe there are higher priority things right now. Not that we won't watch it ever necessarily, but maybe there are higher priority things right now and we'll get to those higher priority things. And then by watching those higher priority things, we'll get recommendations for different things that are like them and different from them and show different perspectives. And we'll expand our understanding of the entire industry. And maybe as a presupposition that if we follow the supposition that art contains reflections of extracted realities, then the movies that are the best movies and the most interesting movies will give us a better understanding of real reality. And wouldn't that be nice to have? Because I don't understand reality very well, and neither do you. And you think that you do, but then you watch a movie that shows something different, and you go, I didn't understand reality at all. So that brings me... We're going to transition fast. I just wanted to talk about some of the poll stuff, because it's weird, and I'm still grappling with it. That brings me to... Psycho Goreman, which is the other thing that I want to talk about this, this episode. Two nights ago, Saturday, 
I watched uh, I watched a film called Psycho Gorman. Before I watched the film called Psycho Gorman, I watched a film called Shaun of the Dead, and I think Shaun of the Dead is a really good film, and I keep coming back to it, and it's got something right in it. And I mean, it's got something right in it with a W, in, in that Edgar Wright wrote a thing, and, and the writing of the right thing by Wright, when he wrote it, with Peg, made something that's right. I mean, I mean, really, Shaun of the Dead is right. Just to just to break down what I see in Shaun of the Dead in terms of allegory, you've got and it's it's a built allegory and it's really obvious and it's really accessible. You've got a a a a, a nothing loser of a man who's self defensive about nothing and who's going nowhere and is stuck. And he's got a shit job where he doesn't have any respect, and he's got a, a shit life where he doesn't have any respect, and he doesn't have any respect for his damn self. And he doesn't have respect for, for, he doesn't have enough respect for his damn self to cut off his toxic friend, who's his toxic friend. And they, they love each other. They're, they're best friends, and he's destroying him. And he's got this girlfriend who's good, and he loves her. He really cares about her, but he doesn't care about her enough to change. And he keeps failing. And she's got all her own problems. There's this other man in her life who's who's obsessed with her, and he's somebody that needs to be dealt with. And she's got the best friend who drags her down in some to some extent because they're in a weird a weird relationship that's that's fucked. And you've got the the mother character, and the mother is all all innocence. And then you've got the stepfather character, and the stepfather is the father who's not your father, and he hates his stepfather. And his stepfather is trying to give him responsibility, and he can't get it because his stepfather doesn't know how to give it to him because he's not really a dad. And it's he has to go, and zombies attack, and he's one of them. And and the sight of everybody else being a zombie real awakens him, and he has to go save his girl. And at one point, he comes to a breaking point, and his girlfriend breaks up with him, and his whole life explodes, and Sean is just weeping, and he's distraught, and he's destroyed, and his best friend tries to help him and does the good friend thing, but he's trying to keep him where he is. He's trying to say, don't change. And Sean stumbles into his fucking kitchen, and he takes a marker, and he scribbles on his fridge a little list of the, the stupid idiot first things that he has to do. Go round mums, get the girl, fix your life. Ding, ding, ding. The first things that he can think of, the dumb things that he doesn't know how he'll accomplish, he scribbles them down, and zombies attack. So as soon as he organizes himself at a goal, a, a, toward a goal, the world becomes obstacles and becomes terrible and horrible, but he's got something to do. And he and his friend organize themselves, and they drive there, and they kill a bunch of zombies in the process, and it's really cathartic. And they get there, and they get the girl, and they force her to come along, and they get the mom and the and the stepdad, and they force them to come along. They go, everybody on the ship, everybody on the boat, we're getting the fuck out of here. We're going to go be safe. It's a Noah's Ark story. It's the world is chaos. There's a great flood. You need to get your family unit and get safe now and you have to be the one to organize it now and so he picks up a cricket bat and he's out there killing zombies and he's saving people he's preventing death and they return where they return to the winchester the winchester this pub and they return to this pub because it's a bastion of safety it's a big brick building where people meet it's society it's it's culture <laughs> they return to it and there's a gun yeah you know, on the on the wall and that's a, a funny joke because it's Chekhov's gun right but it's also 
it's faith in the systems and faith in society and it's funny to us because the cricket bat is a better weapon against zombies than the gun because the gun is limited and it takes reloading and all this stuff and they're bad with the gun but the gun is like the gun is the safety of culture it's the safety of of what has been before at least we invented these things that are weapons and we know how to defend ourselves with these weapons that they so they they go to that they go where it's safe and they struggle inside the the place of safety and how should the place of safety be and the mother turns corrupt and evil and they have to kill her and Sean has to kill his stepfather and he has to kill his mother and you have to you have to wait for the guy who's obsessed with your girlfriend who's who's undercutting you at every at every stage to die and because he's a coward he gets he gets the worst death in the whole film and his girlfriend goes after him because she's stuck to him because they have a they have a fucked up relationship where they're um where they're codependent she gets devoured by zombies too cuz they're gone you can't save them and the best friend does the thing that a good best friend does, and he sacrifices himself because he sees that his best friend and the, the mating pair that they're a part of has a girlfriend, and he's living in their house being a third wheel, and he's destroying them. And so he, he says, I'll stay and I'll kill zombies until you guys get out. Fuck it. And eventually at the end, they find a way of being that continues on into the future and the whole thing gets resolved very funnily because all of your struggle to survive and all of your your attempts at, at survival and all this stuff are so petty and tiny compared to, you know, the giant military apparatus zooms in and just murders all the zombies and just kills them all and saves your lives. And you're like, what the fuck was I even doing? And your whole struggle, if you just stayed put, would have been okay, but, but you had to fight through or you wouldn't have survived. Shaun of the Dead, such a good fucking movie. God, so good. But as soon as we watched it, I had a friend. We went, okay, so what, do we, what, what movie do we watch now? It's near Halloween. We want a sort of a spooky movie or something, something funny. Uh, we, want, we wanted to watch Shaun of the Dead because it's a nice ease-in via comedy humor. And my friend, who I trust the opinion of for the most part, goes, Psycho Goreman! And I go, oh, God. And he goes, Psycho Goreman, watch it, please. And my other friend goes, yeah, that was pretty cool. It was, a, it was an interesting film. We, we could watch that. And I, I go, no. So I look it up, and it's like a 6.2 on IMDb. And I'm like, no, I know what this is going to be. It's going to be schlocky garbage that aims at, aims at something useful, but it's dumb. It's not going to be worth watching. And they went, no, please, please, trust me. And I went, fine, sorry. You're right. I need to be better at being, at being open to things like this. Like, I've got some systems in place to protect myself against mediocrity in media. Because I only have so much time to waste watching shows and I'd really like to watch either the best things or the worst things because the the things at the extremes sort of give me they give me the best uh, density of information the things that are really good I can look at every scene and be like wow that's really good things to learn from this and the things that are really bad I can look at them and go wow that's really bad I can learn all the things not to do from this that's good that's useful and Psycho Gorman I thought would be in the middle I was dead fucking wrong in every way about what that film was we started watching it and within five minutes i was like shite god fucking damn it my stupid idiot opinion about this thing that i formed just from the title and the cover and a couple of reviews is totally wrong completely incorrect i judged the book by its cover and the book is interesting because psycho gorman is an interesting movie it's a stupid movie it's a it's a classical movie where it's it's two kids playing a game and the 
play of their game results in a conflict and that conflict sort of sort of spirals into the whole plot of the movie and then is resolved once again by the playing of the same game so it's really a microcosm of internal conflict between these two siblings that are that are doing a thing and that's a that's a mythological narrative it's it's the idea and it's a an ancient ancient idea like a native american origin story of the universe is like two warring brothers fight over the world and they decide what to do with things be you know darkness and light as brethren and stuff like that but what we get is we get a, a male brother and a, and a female sister a brother and sister and they're playing this game that she's invented and it's called crazy ball and it's like dodgeball but insane and she's made up these stupid rules for it and they're stupid rules and they don't make any sense but they make sense to the two of them and they play this stupid game of crazy ball and they decide that one of them is gonna have to dig up a hole and get buried alive so they they do the crazy ball and they find they they one of them loses and the boy the older brother loses and the little girl goes haha I'm the crazy ball champion of the universe I get to decide what to do now dig and he digs and they dig up this like whoa spooky underground thing that's really cool and it's this like orb of power and it's got buttons around it like a stargate buttons and she goes beep 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 eeny meeny miny mo and just by random pushes some buttons and the buttons unlock the thing because it's a magical allegory for having she's the person who has the magic words that unlock pandora's box accidentally and they let the thing free but that also means that she's the one with the power because she's the one that knows how to speak these words or knows how to input the code even though she doesn't know how she knows what she knows she just has this this ability and she's youth and she's the she's zoomers is what she is in terms of allegory but she's also the child the youngest child in the family and she's also the younger sister and she's a little crazy and the older brother is often looking at her like you're a little crazy but I'll go along with your crazy ideas and that's kind of the way that a lot of people feel about our society at large is like man these crazy youths are taken over and I don't know if we should give them the power to take over and the whole story the whole movie is an allegory about giving her the power and like letting her have it it's like okay there's an allegory there but they get this orb and then appearing to them is psycho Gorman, who appears in a giant warehouse is like i'm psycho Gorman, and he's murdered some people and and he's he's put up their bodies in in horrifying displays of agony and torture and death and he's like i am the evil I mean, he's not i am psycho Gorman. he's the nameless evil because he has no name I'm the nameless evil and I destroy things and I've been for 10,000 years I've scoured the galaxy looking for humanoid life and destroying it as painfully as I can. He points over at a guy who's like locked into place dead and his eyes are rolling in his head. He's going this is my masterpiece of, of horrible evil. He will experience death and decay and chaos for his entire life for all eternity and the, the little brother bumps into it and it knocks the guy over and he shatters. He's like no my masterpiece what are you doing? And so we get this comic awful evil character who really wants to destroy everything but it turns out that the gem is control over him so he's evil and destruction and the little girl has the power has the gem and she speaks words and when she speaks words correctly the, the monster must listen and so she's an archetype she's the child who speaks magic words which is archetypal and she's a second archetype which is the little girl with the scary monster which is archetypal because little girls are scary monsters actually it's not that they it's not that they just have and com can compel them but it's that too because little girls have scary monsters and we call them big brothers and fathers and when a little girl goes and they they say something to their father, they can organize their father into a way that murders people if they want to. You, a little girl can turn her father into Psycho Gorman like that. Like that. Little girl comes to the, comes to her father and she says, the, the teacher touched me. Dead teacher.
So words are magic and they have power. And the little girl gets a lot of power really fast and she starts using it in the wrong ways and she destroys some people around her and she doesn't care and she's super flippant about all of it and she's going around just playing fun games but she's causing death like actual literal death in the world because she doesn't understand the, the power of her power but it all comes to a head later as Psycho Gorman's release from his prison involves a galactic cabal of of righteousness and and paladins and and people and there are all these funny jokes and and great sequences that are very video gamey and very silly and very fucking stupid and it's a really low budget film with some really great practical effects and and goop and blood stuff and and hilarious makeup and 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 it's just really fucking fun and it tells a fun allegory about power and death and evil and destruction and they put a name on him and they name him psycho gorman and then she's like psycho gorman's my best friend he's the coolest ever it's like his name is psycho gorman and you named him you think he's safe and eventually it comes to a head because the brother the brother goes you're not capable of controlling this power and he betrays her and that's wrong but the way that she was acting is wrong too and eventually they come to this conclusion like i'll give you the power back you just i'll trust you just use it in the way that you need to. And he gives her the power back and she uses it in the way that it needs to be. And it sort of causes their whole family unit to reorganize itself and save the world in a way. And destroy the, the, some of the true elements of evil and allow Psycho Gorman to go on a quest in, into the future. And he's like, I will go and create death and destruction for the true power of the universe, which is love. And they're like, cool, you go, Psycho Gorman. And they let him go through a portal. And you see him just, just picking people up and exploding them and throwing cars. He's like, aha, for love. Indeed. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, no. What have we done? But... What they've done is made a damn good film, so go watch Psycho Gorman if you have an option and, and an opportunity to, because I judged it as not being a good film on the cover, and I was wrong. I was wrong. And isn't, isn't that correct? And it was a great, it was a great revelation for me, because, because I'm an arrogant prick who thought I knew better than, than the filmmaker, and I thought, to some extent, I knew better than my friend. So my system's... My systems of evaluation are incorrect. My systems of evaluating other pieces of media, well, they're good and they're very useful, actually. They're, they are correct and they're very useful, but they're not complete. And so I have to have people around me that I trust. And those people, when they recommend me something that I wouldn't watch otherwise, I have to listen to them. And I, and I have to be I have to be interested in that. And I have to open up the possibility. I have to put shows on pulse that I don't think I, I want to watch. But I'm willing to sublimate my desire to not watch them and if a bunch of people are like, no, you need to see this. So I look at the poll list and within within 30 votes of each other or so are Paprika and Wolf Children and the Avery builds. And I don't know which one to do first. I suppose Paprika because it got the most votes. But maybe I should do a secondary poll where I just put those three up. And then maybe I should grab the next three and do a poll between them and then the next three and do a poll between them and figure out sort of a micro hierarchy within hierarchy or divide these movies into, into what I think they represent, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's just interesting. And that's the wonderful thing is that I, I went to the collective and the collective is like the, all the people on my channel and on the Patreon who care. Which and, and I know that they care because they gave me at least a dollar. That's why I make you give me a dollar. It's partly so that I can live, but it's also so that I know that you care, at least a little bit. And so if you care a little bit, you'll you'll care about what you vote on. And you might you might watch it. <laughs> and you might 
care whether one thing wins or another thing wins. And so I put all these things on a poll, and the people that care, they voted on the things. And so it behooves me to listen to them, and I'll listen to them, and it's Paprika, and then it's Wolf Children, and then it's the Ava Rebuilds, and I think that's what we're going to do. I think that's what would be good on this on this slot. If anybody has any suggestions, I'll listen to them. If anybody has any criticisms, please write them in a way that you would like to be criticized. When you have something that you're doing that's wrong and it needs to be criticized, there's a way to criticize, and it's something like, I have this thing, please, let's talk, I, this is important to me. You're doing something. I keep seeing you do it. When you do it, it makes me feel this way. Or when you don't do it, it makes me feel this way. Would you consider changing it to something like this? And if you write out your criticism in that way, I promise I will evaluate them as best I can. Today, I premiered the Daily Brew episode 7. I think it went really well. And, and I don't know, but let me know if you liked it, and maybe I'll premiere those videos in the future. I, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I'm just fucking around. I'm an idiot. We're gonna end there. Bam, bam, bam. Promare, the poll, Psycho Goreman, that's all I want to talk about. Happy Daily Brew. Happy Monday. Get your shit together. Get going. Go to the gym. Drink some tea. Give somebody you care about a long-lasting hug, like 15 seconds plus. Get some oxytocin in your life. Do a push-up. One of them. Read a page of a book, one, one page, one push-up, one squat, one step, one stumbling step forward in the right direction, and then you can, you can fuck off all day and do whatever the hell you want and take drugs and, and jerk off. I don't give a shit, but do one push-up and read one page of a book and do one thing that's good for yourself, and then you can do whatever the fuck you want. Do one thing today. And then tell me what it is. Tell Okay, how about that? Come into my comments right now. If you got to this point in the video, right now, tell me what one tiny thing you're going to do today. And then go and do it. And then come back and say, I did it. And what you'll get from me is, yeah, man, do it. Sick. Thanks for watching. I love you all, you fucking assholes. You weeby dummies. I love you all. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Peace. And I mean it.